Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Experts Podcast. My name's Nick Hayes. I'm Carmen. I'll say my own name just so you don't yeah, butcher it. Yeah, oh, I was going to go Carmel, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but negative ghostwriter. How good was that last week with so uh, Boo? I mean, honestly, uh, the greatest newsjacking experience I think we've ever come across. Around the Top Gun film release. Correct. Yeah. When put a fighter pilot in there and actually just talk about what the experiences were like. Yeah. Um, well done, Boo, and uh, a great result for him and uh, his premiere of Top Gun 2 for his charity. Yeah, Brilliant go and work. check that one out. If you haven't heard the podcast with Boo, check it out. He's also a, an internationally renowned speaker. Yep. You know, Off the back of that career, and as you can expect, this week's worth of media is going to get him so much more work. So an obvious, perfect use of media exposure. Now, we just had a federal election, Carl. Oh, did we? Yeah, we did. Didn't what, notice. You didn't notice? It was no. – the, the dust has settled. It's it's come mm. down. And it's – look, we have had a change of government here in Australia. Um, we've gone from Scott Morrison's Liberal uh, National, National Party Coalition to a Australian Labor Party led mm. by Anthony Albanese. And – I tell you what, I, you know, we you look back and review, and I do a little bit of commentary, political commentary yeah. and media commentary around this. Um, there were doubts as to why the polling were suggesting that mm. uh, it was going to be a, a Labor win, a Labor victory. Yeah, the pollsters were very happy that it turned out the way they predicted this well, time around. Yeah, because if they didn't this time around, the, their currency would have been completely shot. <laughs> because uh, let's face it, um, they haven't got the record, they haven't got the, the predictions well, well, one recently. election recently that yes. went differently. But if you talk to some pollsters, they might even go so far as to say, well, it depends how you interpreted the results. Correct. Well, this is it. And, and uh, again, it's not an exact science. And you then you go to the betting agencies <laughs> that are far better at it because they've got a lot more on the on the market Good and a point. lot more money to lose. They, they had it very clear that it was going to be an ALP victory. But let's focus on the, the comms, the communications that each of these parties went with during during the campaign, the leaders in particular, it really was a, a preferred leader kind of a... Presidential style. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely presidential. And that has been the lead, I suppose, the, the direction that most of federal politics has been over the last decade, if not going back to Which is decades. weird because that's not the nature of our democracy. No, it's not. We're very party policy driven. And, mm. and for a lot of us out there, um, if you're in our age bracket or mine, hitting the 50s uh, in the Gen X, um, you're then very much voting the way that your parents yeah. used to vote. It was a, it was just sort of something that you aligned yourself with, but we do tend to change as we get a bit older. We've changed as humans, but let's look at those parties. What they seem to represent seems to be changing quite dramatically, and that for me is 
it's going to speak volumes to the result we saw on the weekend. Most certainly. And we did see one of the lowest primary votes for both Liberal and Labor mm. for almost 100 years. And that is saying that there is a change going on, that the constituents of Australia are saying, listen, we're not going to necessarily vote the way you want us to vote. We're going to vote the way we want to vote. Now, that sounds a little, sounds a little different, you know, strange, saying, well, have, aren't we living in a democracy? Don't we vote the way we want to vote? Mm. But when you've got less, you know, you've only got two choices and you, yeah. you pick red or you pick blue, mm. um, there are other colours coming out, like green, like teal. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes a bit of orange if you're that way inclined. Yellow, yeah. Ugh. But, you know, there is choice there. And I think that there was a big message that came out of this 2022 mm. federal election for the for the whole, uh, for both Labor and Liberal, for all of the smaller and minor parties and independents yeah. to start changing the way they communicate. You think it's come down to the communication? You think that the way that these pol- uh, these leaders are talking to us has made us change the way we want to vote for them? I think they're still living off a 1980s style dictating to the public. This yeah. is a scare campaign, a fear campaign mm. driven, not leadership driven. And when you ask the younger people, if you ask young people that are new to votes, the 18 to 25 um, bracket, mm. They don't vote that way. No. They, are, they want to be inspired. Mm-hmm. They want to have uh, leadership in front of them. They want to talk about the environment. Now, this was an mm. amazing federal election where the environment was mentioned zero times stunning, by Liberal it? or Labor. Mm. Um, they did not raise that. Um, you've probably heard Anthony Albanese say it a couple of times, but he very much bypassed it because he didn't want to give the Liberals or the Nationals an opportunity to, to look at that yeah. for his attack on big business and that that to me says look you know what what's happened to you uh, labor where why aren't you standing up for the very core values that you do believe in yeah. and you're allowing the greens to come in and take over because the people have spoken um, they want to talk about the environment we want a climate policy we do and i think there was a, a, a feeling of great embarrassment on the world stage recently with our our lack of climate policy you know i, I know there is some but the fact is it's not up to world standards and young people in that millennial and younger age bracket than Generation Next, they have far more of a global sense of identity than they ever have before when you consider that they can communicate so readily with people around the world. There's a great amount of shame that's attached to your nation's policies. Yeah, and we are a developed country. And and for the, the arguments that were given from uh, the nationals particularly, well, they'll say, well, look, we are already doing all that we can. Have a look at the other bigger polluters. What are they doing? Yeah. Shouldn't they look be Look over doing there. It? Look over there. Distraction, Get distraction. Get away. Get away. And we're savvier than that. As voters, we understand what you're trying to do yeah. now. Yeah, I, I think that we've got, to, we've got to change that way. We cannot broadcast and dictate or or tell uh, the constituents out there that, you know, this is uh, negative, this is wrong, you can't go with me, this is how you should think. Because media's had to change. Over the last decade, we are now a more consumer-based. The consumer has the choice of which to choose the media that they want. It used to be just the radio station and the newspaper. Mm. Now we Netflix. Now we go over and and take our media from other uh, online programs. We can get it on demand, not being dictated to at the time. And that's still the way that a lot of the federal campaigns Mm. are being pushed and driven. I mean, the amount of those placards sitting in the street, you know, lined up and I know are going to end up in landfill Mm. and yet we still do it 
because we think that's what we have to do. Yeah, but it's not really going to have the impact. In my area, the local lib is all over the place still. And, it, and it's really, it's like rubbing salt in the wound right now. It's oh, going, God, wow, yeah. that did stuff all for you, didn't it? You know, that just be, just a bit of brand awareness it, these days isn't enough to get people to go, all right, I'll vote for her or him. Yeah, you know, That's just not the way it used to be. What did you make, Nick, of the way then that the traditional broadcasters created stories around the communications that were provided by each of those leaders' options? Oh, look, I, I think that sometimes when the media is trying to be the story itself, then there's, there's a few issues. But I think that um, the way that they are communicating them, I, I think, you know, whether it be biased, whether you look at a Sky News after hours, looking at a sort of a more pro-conservative approach mm. to the way stories are being told, or if you're looking at the ABC, that, you know, the perception is that it's very green or uh, more labour-driven yeah. uh, media. I, I think that the media has delivered a very good... Um, platform and storytelling for their policies. But I just don't think they had the policies that were coming from the government, that were coming from either of the parties. So you're blaming the lack of storytelling around genuine policy for the obsessive reporting on gotcha moments? Well... The, and falling over a child? But the gotcha, the gotcha moments and the falling over a child, look, they... That's just the confusion. That's just the distraction that puts up there. And it does get people excited. And particularly on social media, they're very much driven about wanting to throw blame or to, mm. to, to assign a particular thing. I thought that the moment when Scott Morrison fell over that child during that soccer game was probably the most human moment he had that whole campaign. Yeah. He actually tried to protect the child by you know not yeah. falling full body onto him and tried to take and, and sort of lifted it off to the side. Something a lot of our AFL footballers should probably learn how to do because there'd be less uh, issues with concussion. <laughs> but he he did a moment there, and then the amount of um, vitriol that came from people that were just wanting to throw him under the bus because of that mm. was like it just it it's just a normal human mistake it wasn't it was a mistake it? Yeah. and he got up and he t- took it on and I thought that was just a beautiful moment I, I think that uh, the gotcha moments with a- Anthony with Albanese Albo. well look that was just again he's nervous he's a little bit unprepared yeah. and, and to he, me that was not a problem yeah, to well, me that just showed he was a human correct. and recently I went along to here in WA the West Australians Leadership Matters event so Albo spoke at one and before that the Prime Minister then Scott Morrison spoke at one and to me, when I turned around at the end of, of Albo's presentation, spoke to the bloke next to me, I sort of said, well, I liked him during Q&A because he was natural. He mm. was a real person answering from his genuine life's experiences and area of expertise. He's been around Parliament a long time and yeah. he's got a lot of experience to draw on. I liked his really natural responses. Whereas the bloke next to me said, no, he was he was too um, ill-prepared and he wasn't polished enough. I said, but I don't want to be robot recited at the way Scott Morrison does. Yeah. And sadly, his style of oration is to just parrot back stuff at you that he's been told to say so when you when i agree with you totally agree with you because it's the more human you are and i i wrote a little article for the west leading up to the week of this particular uh election was that the the gotcha moments and those where those failings i suppose that anthony albanese had of recalling certain uh statistics and certain numbers actually made him more human and the fact that he owned it it didn't have it didn't have any recourse on him at all really with the public do you know the cash rate oh it's 
it's uh, yeah, about four. Exactly. <laughs> Who cares? I, it, it matters to me. And when I have a conversation <laughs> with my mortgage broker or when I'm trying to work out where my money's gone, but I don't yeah. walk through life knowing it. Well, the unemployment rate was sitting at 4.1 or 4.2 and then there was the cash rate sitting at like one at the moment or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, I'm not running for it. And, and again, I don't care because that's just a little that's just a little error he made I and agree. went and going. But then it, it did set the agenda for the rest of the campaign. It did, and I feel that was really unfair. And you know who really influenced my decision making around that opinion? Ooh, what? Former Prime Minister John Howard, really? who, when asked by a seven journalist, <laughs> "Have you noticed that Anthony Albanese didn't know the cash rate this morning?" He said, "Who cares?" He did. Let's and get on the topic. But here. that was that was that was that was very uh, unfiltered commentary. Wasn't who it? cares? It's but then when it, then he got the word he from got the Liberal on the Party, shoulder, tapped on the sure. shoulder. Yeah. Hey, we need to use that uh, former PM. Uh, <laughs> we need to use that now, and uh, you need to retract that. And did then he, he did. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, you know what? Oh, I love that human side of it. And Just there's, be real. There's a message. And Carms, this sort of puts back into you your confidence in camera. Mm. Uh, yeah, training true. where it is about because I, I felt for Elbow when he was there. He was a stunned mullet that very first mm. press conference, the first day of a six week long campaign. Six weeks, way too long to do mm. uh, a federal campaign. Four at the max. Yeah, okay. Three preferred, actually. Yeah, right. You know what? If it takes more than three weeks for you to tell what you're going to do for the next three years, mm. and by the way, don't get me started, we need longer terms. I'd love longer terms. But everywhere. Yes. But, but the problem is is that you know you get six weeks it's a long 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 campaign and you know hats off to elbow he gets elected on saturday and uh the, the and then off to the off to, yeah mm-hmm. off off overseas to meet yeah. the four mm-hmm. um uh, the, the, the very next day um my issue with the gotcha moments and to your question is when the media starts to quiz and ask the very politicians and it becomes about what they're asking or they, throwing him or the, anyone under the bus. Because they sort of know the story before it's even happened. That's, you know. that's just clickbait media. It's annoying, isn't it? It is. And from an industry and a trade that we both work in and both you know, know. Come from, yeah. You'll note that the journalists that did that are the very much the little pit bulls that don't necessarily have a lot of presence, a lot of say. Mm. And when they continue on with it and thinking, well, you know, the people basically said, no more of that, please. We're over that. Yeah. Uh, we just want to hear good policy. We want to hear good leadership. But yet... Well, that's – actually, I'll go to that point. That's something that's definitely come through from from watching press conferences. You know, everybody's getting a glimpse into a full press conference now, thanks yeah. to the pandemic. Sure. We've had that interest point. And, yes, there are lots of silly little questions that are asked by the media because they're very often sent with a little note from the chief of staff or from the news director, here's what we need. Yep. Just ask until you get that grab. You know, and to the general public, you watch that thinking, what's going on here? Yeah. Why are we asking such silly questions? Yeah. But there is a reason for that. And I've gone into bat and protect and also defend yeah, a lot of journalists that. on that yeah. because I understand it completely. They've got a line and uh, that they need to get. But it, it is those when those gotcha moments were running around, I think that the people very much forgave yeah. and moved on. Yeah, vulnerability is not... Is not a problem yeah. in most people's eyes these days. And I think that we want to see a bit of human vulnerability. And the question around Scott Morrison's humanity, 
I think has been really problematic for him during this campaign. Well, People, yeah, you just I, I felt like there was a little bit of hypo- hypocrisy there. Well, to they're be about honest. to go into a bigger problem because they put Mr. Dutton in, in charge, mm. and that's going to be another issue for them completely. It's as if they haven't learned a thing, Arms. It's, yeah. it's like they haven't learned a thing. Now, the other side, I suppose, I wanted to have a chat to you about, in, and something for the future federal elections that we are going to be facing is that negative campaigning. Yeah, the the you know uh, you would have heard it. There's a hole in your Bucket, dear Labor, dear Labor. Budget, yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a hole in your budget. Yeah. (laughs) Can't get this right, can I? (laughs) But these little yarns and little songs that they were doing were just trying to get into our heads. And they did. My Mm. children were singing it everywhere. (laughs) But does it change your vote? Well, no. It doesn't change their vote. They can't vote. Mm. Um, It doesn't change your vote. But I think that the the whole thing is, you know, it's better the devil you know. Um, Scott Morrison went very out from the start saying, look, um, you know, you it is better the devil you know. And uh, and the line that uh, I've uh, got still got work to do. And mm. then he very much the last week, the Friday before, the one week out, one week, eight days exactly, yeah. in a press conference he said, I've got to change. I'm going to change. I'm going to be less a bulldozer. Wow, so you reckon he fell on his sword there? I think he not only fell on his sword, I think he really basically said to everyone, he's read the, he's read the room, he said, uh, I'm in trouble. I'm in deep trouble because my whole process and whole of getting here mm. uh, hasn't been and hasn't connected with the people. Mm-hmm. And the people have said, look, we want a little bit more human behind you. And he's tried to do this his entire, his, the well, whole he has, time he's been as he? Prime Minister. He's tried to talk about his wife and his girls and it has seemed to backfire on him every time and I do feel sad for him that that has happened that way but unfortunately in the eyes of women as soon as you say I couldn't quite understand why a sexual assault in my hallways was a problem until Jenny explained to me it could happen to my daughter one Uh. day it just it just says you don't think women are human I'm sorry if you feel like that's too much of a leap but to me as a woman and, and then the whole Grace Tame thing in general sure. was also problematic. I just think you've got to walk the talk. And yep. when you don't act on really serious issues like these ones, yep. you're left wanting. He couldn't be – he wasn't authentic in what he was delivering and he was, and it was very visible for everyone to see. Mm. And as much as he said he wanted to change his bulldozing approach, he yeah. wanted to be a little bit more – he wanted to be a little bit lighter on on that front – uh, less of a bulldozer, I think, was the reference. Um, it basically said to it said to us that you know he's 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 seen what the people want and he's mm. not actually necessarily able to deliver it. So he'd been getting the subtle hints and the messages for years and years and years. One week out from a federal election, though, you yeah. can't do that. Left and it a bit long, didn't yeah. he, to realise? So that empathy and that human element side of it was was gone, and he just tried to throw it in. And I think, look, that that to me was saying, look, I will change, I will do, you know better but it's a little you know I'll do better but a little too late yeah I think the message had already been lost and look there was talk that there might have been an attempt of leadership change at some point do you think that might have improved the fate Oh, look, I don't think so. I think it's very difficult. And even politically, from a, for, as a political commentator, you would say that to hold on for four elections would be you know, inc- an incredible mm. achievement. But uh, I think he was very lucky the last one. And I think this one, was the, the writing was on the wall. What was interesting, though, and okay. this is, again, getting back to the, the, the primary votes of both Liberal and Labor, there's a very big message out to both Labor and Liberal. Hey, the people... 
they're not buying what either of you are selling here right mm. now. Yeah, less veneer. Yeah, they are. They're basically saying, "Hey, um, we'll put you in, elbow, but." Um, we're going to punish you because we're not supporting you. We're not putting our first vote, our number mm. one, next to you. We're actually giving it to others and you're going to need support and help from others to do this. Now, that works and it has always with the Greens in the former times it was with the Democrats. Mm-hmm. You know, they wanted to keep the bastards honest. That yeah. was their tagline. Mm-hmm. Um, the Teals were the really interesting driven yes. um, independents, which, you know, questionable whether they are independents themselves or whether they're actually a party themselves in their own right. Their supporter base, their financial support was coming from from one location um, and also to a a, a drive of of people and voices in their particular areas that wanted to see change. Mm. But environment was one of their big ones. And do you think that communication point was what got it? I think so. I think so. I think climate, I think the youth, I think people are and wanted that conversation out there and we, Mm. we started off this podcast talking about the fact that the ALP and the Liberal Party did not want to bring that up. They didn't want to go to war on that, particularly Labor. Mm. Didn't want to go to war on that. But, but you don't get to call your own agenda. No. Stand by your convictions. Start, you know, people know that you've got a, an environmental policy or mm. climate uh, policy. We know that you believe in it, but to, to not bring that up during the federal election, I think that just added fuel to the Teals that yeah. gave them an opportunity to stand up and say, hey, we do care and we do want to make a difference. We want to make a change. And that really is so inspired. You talk about sticking with this 80s-style communication. Let's think about how Australia's changed in the last 40 years, right? More of us are educated yep. than ever before. So you've got this wonderfully well-educated group of young people coming through, and if you stick your head in the sand and say, la, 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 climate doesn't exist, la, 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 not going to say anything about climate, they're going to call BS on that very, very quickly. The other thing that's changed is we now have far more access to the talking heads than we've ever had before. If you want to send a DM to Albo right now, you can. Yeah. You can send a DM and you can say... What's the go with climate? And if you get no response, you're going to go, that guy doesn't care about me. Yeah. I can send a DM instead to my local independent and I get a response. Yeah, I'm not sure, jo- I'm not sure John Howard would have coped with that. Or, or could you imagine Bob Hawke or, or Keating? Probably Everett. shouldn't have to, but the fact is in this <laughs> paradigm, in that you've got to play within the set of rules that you, you live in. And this is the new paradigm. Get with the program. Yeah, I love that. You know, you, you do. And there's been never been more pressure or more visibility for a politician today than mm. than right now and I think it's not going to change or no. get any different this is going to be you've got to be at the top of your game um, Carms, I, I just think from a, from a federal election and from a campaigning perspective, and if, if there's anything that we as and the listeners can to take on this, is that, you know, follow your convictions, be real, be human. Yeah. And I think that was, that was my big thing out of all of this, was that Scott Morrison failed on so many of those levels. Um, you know, look, let's have a look at it. The unemployment rate, as, as Elbo did not know, isn't too bad. Mm. You know, we were sitting pretty, pretty coming out of a two-year pandemic that, uh, you know, you would say that the conditions in Australia are, are, are phenomenal. And for the fact that there, you know, there was a change of government, that there was a mood to change, yeah. you were going, well, where did that come from? And I think it, it comes from the top. And yes. um, leadership 
is important and to stand by your convictions but also to be authentic and real. A lot of pressure. A lot. There is a lot of pressure. But you know what? He failed on so many levels that it's like – the, the one thing I did like about the ALP, ALP campaign is that he reminded – they reminded of a few of them. Like, mm. you know, I don't hold a hose, mate. You know, that yeah. don't hold a hose during the, the Australia's worst fires. fires yeah. uh, just reminded people, hey – uh, do we really want this guy in charge? Well, and so that's the kind of flip side of that argument, isn't it? Like, I always say, I used to say this about radio broadcasters. You can't do a radio show three hours every single day and pretend to be someone you're not. Correct. The true you is going to get through because you're just talking, talking, talking. Maybe this is what's happened to the PM. Yeah. Former PM, the Prime Minister Scott Morrison. So if you go out there and go, oh, look, we're going to play down the evangelical Christianity. We're not going to mention that. We're not going to let any Hillsong attendances make it onto screen, (laughs) right? You can't do that anymore. No. You cannot profile manage a personality anymore because that stuff is always going to get out. So by being exposed, by being out there, you actually do have to make sure your duck's in a row and you are a good person. Yeah. If, if there is a risk that something within your personality profile is going to be on the nose with your 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 desired voter or your perfect organisation, uh, perfect audience member, you've got to clean it up. You do. You have to. And 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 again, another lesson for all of us listening is that um, as business owners, as leaders, as experts, as commentators, um, if you don't believe a hundred percent on what you're saying, or yeah. if you're trying to voice someone else, or emulate someone else that yeah. is is out there and not be authentically true you it's it won't take work. very long it won't take very long for you to hit you know do a bit of a hiccup and go oh hang on didn't i go the other way mm-hmm. so haven't i wasn't i wasn't i discussing that particular way because i thought that was what i believed in no that you're trying to be someone else and that is going to bring rise to a new era of politics in in any similar democracy isn't it when yeah. you consider that personal values not party values. Personal values and are going to be what comes to the fore. You just nailed it there, Carms. You just nailed it there because party policy has seemed to overridden everything mm. where we elect individuals into the, the lower house and the upper house of our federal government and we're thinking that – and this is what it used to be in the old way because mm. you used to know your local politician. You yeah. used to know what they stood for. They were part of the community. Yeah, or, and if and they're in that party, therefore they must have these values. But now we're going, oh, hang on. This this party I thought really reflected my values isn't walking my values anymore. They just yeah, they vote with the numbers. They vote mm. with what they're told to vote. And you want people that will stand by and stand by the community. And that that is the challenge, I suppose, for independents. The teals that are out there, are they going to have an influence? Are they going to be able to stand up for the very people that they've that, that have elected them? Mm. And look, that's that's going to be the question. Remains to be seen. Well, yeah. it does remain to be seen, but sitting on that very big crossbench uh, with a majority government in the Labor, it could be interesting times. Hey, uh, that's not a bad little wrap-up of the federal election. Very I, interesting. I think that we do need to see change in the way that it is communicated. Yeah. I'd love to hear what people think is also. Hit us up on the Instagram. Hit us up um, on commentary around this because I think – we would like to see more leadership. And I think I've been arguing this for a long time now is that uh, too many of our leaders, are t- they're too gutless to stand up and say, hey, this is what I believe in. This is what we should be doing. You know, we've just seen that, that massacre in Texas just mm. recently, that very mm. sad case. But when John Howard came up and said, I'm taking all the guns out of Australia, mm. 
you know, one of the great political moves, one of the one of the gutsiest political moves. Uh, he did that, and Australia is a better country for that. And he'll always be remembered with great fondness for that reason. Can you remember another politician that's done something on, on that level, on that scale? That um, was had as much impact? Yeah. No, I don't know. No, They're not, not at the top of my head. you know head. why? They don't do it because the repercussions and the fight is too much You don't blame them, do you? Them. Exactly. Well, we don't blame them now, mm. but I think that we should because that's that's what I want. I want I want leadership. I want to feel proud. And there's always going to be, you know, the ones that are going to kick you. They're always going to throw rocks at mm. you. And social media is, is just a, a bloodbath of that, you know, where people can and those that think they've got big voices are going to, to be negative towards whatever decision's made. Yeah. But stop listening to that. That's just that's just a, a cauldron sitting over there that you don't need to be dealing with. It's true. Get Get Focus on the values. Correct. Focus on what you really care about. This is a tough thing, though. Even Boo last week, our fighter pilot we had on, who we discussed at the beginning of this episode, he said, I wouldn't go into politics. You know, there is an attitude right now that being a politician is not something you want. Yeah. You know, and so maybe... <laughs> maybe we've got to change that narrative a little bit to get the right people in. Well, the, the right people may be coming in because they're not career politicians. Maybe they are just people that have decided, you know, enough's enough. Uh, I need to put my hand up and make a difference. Hmm. Now, whether that as, as as an independent, I'm not sure you get that opportunity when you're in the Labor and the Liberal, you know, machines yeah. because it is a machine and you vote a particular way. But... That, that both those parties have got it's a big wake up call and you know hats off to labor for, for 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 now you know forming government but they didn't win it with any conviction they no. didn't have a mandate delivered to them because their primary vote is completely off whack yeah the Nothing. mandate is listen to your independence listen to those other parties we've got a few issues well, listen to your constituents <laughs> not, necessarily, not necessarily listen to the independence they'll have a very different position already <laughs> but they won't be too keen to hear that carbs but well but if but, you voted for an independent you'd be hoping they're going to get listened but to. but listen to things like this mm. where people it's it seems to me that people power is coming back mm. and you really need to you know, have a bit of a look at the real things that people are concerned about and climate change is one of them oh, look i'm concerned about it too i was horrified by the fact that it wasn't raised once or in when it was raised it was raised in such minimal discussion points mm. that it was it was so much so that labor was so afraid of getting recourse back from liberals and national party that they just weren't prepared to put up there so hence the greens have done very well yeah their primary vote gone through the roof mm-hmm. if you want to keep alienating people people like that and not standing up for what you believe, mm. then be the gutless politician that you are and um, just see how far you get. At your peril. At your peril. Mm. All right, well, I'm hoping communications does change for it and I think that, you know, I'd like to see. And look, oh, one thing, last thing I want to leave with you. Okay. Because I felt, I don't know if what your digital experience was like with the advertising campaigns that mm. were on. Um, now, I, I play a little game called Wudoku. Wudoku? Uh, yeah, it's like Sudoku, but it's with wood and, it, and it's sort of, you've got a, it's like Tetris sort of thing. Oh, okay. And the amount of ads that came up, this is when I'm sort of, you know, my downtime. Yeah, just um, you scrolling. Know, scrolling through, watching a little bit of the 60 minutes or whatever it is and, you know, sure. sort of, uh, <laughs> anyway. Not selling sunsets? But ads, <laughs> ads are coming up and the political ads, and particularly from um, United Australia Party, yeah. Clive Palmer. Holy moly. I mean, these were just 
terrible. Dropping a lot of coin on them, I suppose. Oh, well, you know, the only people real happy about that are the media houses that mm-hmm. are, you know, loving the advertising spend that's coming in. But for a bloke that spent, what, $80 million, mm. uh, on a federal campaign and got zero seats. Yeah. That's a big message, isn't it? What? What? Why do we? Why? How is he still in business? Mm. I, I, you know, that decision making process is way out there. But I just felt digitally. I don't think um, politics have got that right. I don't think po- political parties have got that part right. No, not I'm not yet. sure if Facebook is the place to be seen, or TikTok, or well, Instagram. If your audience is there, yeah, it is the place to be seen. Well, the younger audience is there, isn't yeah. it? And why haven't they done that particularly well? I just, I don't get it because I think th- because they're vulnerable, they know it, and they are at risk of showing too much yeah. and and that's got to stop you've got to make yourself vulnerable to these young questioning voters because uh, uh, you will ignore them at your peril oh, i love it calms i love it it's be more human be more vulnerable and and you know i, I still say one of the best moments i ever saw with bob hawk um was in a press conference announcing to everyone that his daughter had a, mm. a drug problem. And, I, and I've mentioned that before in many conversations that I've had. It's the most vulnerable, mm. it's the most human moment that you possibly can have. He wasn't the Prime Minister of Australia at that particular time. He was a dad. Yeah. And that is what all of us are. We're dads, we're mums, we're sisters, we're brothers, mm. we're aunts, we're uncles. We, 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 are. we relate to other ones. As soon as we see ourselves in somebody, we're invested in them and we want to hear what they've got to say. So then... Make sure you've got something good to say. So from the Experts Podcast to all politicians, whether you are federal, <laughs> state, local, and be human, be real, be authentic, and just just stand by your convictions. It's it's pretty easy. It's pretty simple. Hey, uh, Calms, we better get a we better get a, another media mm. or another expert out because uh, yeah, let's do it. Uh, th- these little conversations we have, I find them fascinating. I know everyone else does, but uh, gotta bring gin next time. <laughs> Well, we hope our next federal election looks a little Mm -hmm. bit better. Hey, uh, we look forward to having your company next week when we chat to another expert or another media. You've been listening to The Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.